Episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. Your boy Dante Credo here with my fam in the building. I am so happy to see my fam. They are here. <laughs> they are here. KT, what's going on, here. sis? Today. We are here today. 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 <laughs> we are here. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And she is here. Peace, y'all. My brother. How are you today? Billy Phil is in oh, the building. No. Coming to you live in living oh, color. <laughs> you black motor sucker. <laughs> we are here today. Oh man. It is it is good. With accent. <laughs> Just so like I, I think I'm doing good. Hey, wait, wait, hey, you from down there in Geechee Town and we from Shell Town, so you already know. Yeah. We got good accents. We we take we take a little bit of everybody. And Shelby, I think you got a little bit of everything. If you come down there, you're gonna learn something new. Hey. That's that's all. I didn't learn nothing when I was in Shelby. <laughs> it's people in Charlotte and say, Where y'all from? People in Charlotte be like, Where y'all from? Like, from Shelby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, it's we hilarious. only two counties over. What you mean? Exactly. I'm like, we're literally like 35 <laughs> minutes away. What are you trying to say? What are you trying yeah. to say? Oh, mother swoke up. look, look, man. It's been, uh, it's been a while. It's, it's been a little over a week for me and KT. A little bit longer for Peace Shaw because he was out being fast in these streets. And uh, out, 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 I don't even know how to do that no more. In these Thanksgiving streets, <laughs> I don't even know how to do that no more, man. Uh, these Turkey Day what streets. Is that? I don't. Even, I gotta look. I gotta Google that. Google what is being fast. Nah, Google you out there with the gobble, yeah, gobble, 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 gobble. I don't know how to be fast anymore either, but I'm sure I can figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> Yep, I hear gobble gobbling in these streets. We we see what we see you, but nah, it's it's good, man. This we did a uh, a little quick pre Turkey Day. So, how was everybody's Turkey Day? How was everyone's Thanksgiving? It was great. I had a good time with my family. It was the first time we had pretty much all of the immediate family together. Okay, break bread for a holiday in a while, so. It was nice. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. So I, I just got to ask. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Before I get to, to my really important question, Peace, y'all, how was your Thanksgiving, bro? It was terrible. It was terrible? Why? That's all. That's, that's it? Know. Well, first off, you know, you know, you didn't come down to see me. You know what I'm talking about? So that's one. Yeah, I see. Uh, oh, didn't did anybody invite me to get no plate? That's two. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, oh no! It, last, last last minute, my mama's godson, who is also the pastor of my church, um, Saint Paul Missionary Baptist Church, Spotmore, South Carolina, on on Old Gap Creek Road, 
he invited me to his restaurant because he feeds the homeless. And uh, he's like, little bro, he's like, I ain't gonna have you sitting at the house by yourself. Cause I literally was gonna sit at the house by myself. And um, the kids were out of town, so I didn't have a significant other to go to. So it was just like, uh, nah, I'm just gonna chill. So I stood, I sat at the restaurant for about two or three hours. And then he was like, here, take this. So he gave me more than enough. I'm talking about make as many plates as you want. Gave me whole dishes to take home. And I was like, my brother eat them. You know what I mean? But uh -huh. I just didn't, you know, it seemed like I really didn't have no appetite. But, you know, I appreciate the love. And I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful to see another Thanksgiving. But, you know, um, sometimes you just want to see, you know, genuine loved ones and people that you haven't seen in a while. Because that's the only time they really get a chance to be off work is doing those holiday times. Yeah. So, you know, I really do know now I don't like sleeping in the bed by myself, though. I don't I I I, I want some a significant other. I want a wife. I want somebody to in my bed. I understand. In, in a righteous way, in a righteous way, in a of, righteous of way. Of course, in, in a righteous, righteous and an unrighteous way. Yeah. Smack it, flip it, rub it down. OK, I mean, that's, oh, that's, no. that's righteous. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's, that's plenty righteous. <laughs> that, that's righteous. Flip it and rub it down. Yes. Very righteous. Very righteous. Dudes, mm. yeah. I, I I definitely uh recommend and advocate the the consistent spring cleaning. Every every, every crack and crevice. Clean it all up. Okay, mm. so my main question is, so my main question is, uh, which I think it's been answered, because I was like, listen, if P. Shaw ain't going to get them chewies, KT, I'm going to need you to send them my way. Shaw, they swing my way. Chewy Shaw yeah, look good said, to me. Uh, yes, I did. So I did. I did. She said they ready now. Is that what she said? No, I, I did not. I said, say what now? Oh, oh, oh okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just saying from from the last little quick pod we did the pre the, the pre turkey day pie. I was like, hey, if P Shaw ain't pulling up with the chewies, go ahead and swing them chewies my way. Now, if now we can set up something, some Uber Eats, some some sort of delivery service next day air, just let me know. All I need you to do is swing my way. Shaw look Shaw good look to me. Good to me. <laughs> so won't good you please swing my way? Swing my way here, shouting. So that's all I'm saying. That's all See. I'm saying. The moment has passed. You see? Oh, no, no, no. I no, had no, no. bought the stuff to make the chewies for y'all. Oh, but you didn't make it. But then nobody make. contact me, Mr. P. Shaw. Did, oh, not, no. did not send a text message or nothing. nothing. So, you know what? I took them chewies to my family. Oh, oh, what? Mm -hmm. oh. oh, no. Mm hmm. Oh no! What you know these? what? I take the blame. I take the blame. Like, like I knew these? when they was gonna be done. All I knew is you was going out of town. 
Matter of fact, I told you Tuesday, 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 Tuesday. You should have said Tuesday. Come get him up. Pick him up. Ding. I told you Wednesday. So who Wednesday? What? Yeah. I thought it was Tuesday. No, no, no. We no. talked on Thursday. You said they'd be ready on Tuesday. I thought so. But you was going out of town, right? Yeah, I was going out of town. I said that I can make it for you. I mean, I had the stuff on since Monday. So. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know what it was. When y'all had, see, see, let's reverse this. Let's reverse this blame then. Because y'all had the podcast on Tuesday. You should have said, I just thought about this. <laughs> P. Shaw needs to get these chewies. You know what? Puff, whenever we get done with this podcast, whenever we get done with this podcast, remind me to message that knucklehead. Matter of fact, you can even tell him. <laughs> So he can come get these chewies. Because I was late in getting to the podcast, but I would have been right on time for them chewies. I talked to Rafa. <laughs> Send him over here and shout it. Mr. Credo here. On Tuesday? Yes. Y'all talked about it on Tuesday? Yeah, we talked about it on Tuesday. We did. We did. Oh, so I blame both of y'all then. What's y'all fault? <laughs> see, see, see how that works? Uh, y'all talked about it on Tuesday, and I wasn't in the conversation. supposed to be coming to pick them up? It's your responsibility to get in touch with me. Mm-hmm. If you want them, you get in touch with me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And now, because of this Shut all that down. Mm-hmm. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Woo, 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 woo. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. All right, so um, I'm gonna see. froze. Um, <laughs> nah, nah. I I think for right now we're we're good for once. We're good for once. Uh, thank you, Riverside, uh, for acting right this time. But uh, oh man, but nah, you know we just yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, but thank you know I'm glad you know Thanksgiving's out the way. Um, we didn't have much of a Thanksgiving, especially me, because I got sick. Uh, well, I don't want to say sick. I, I, I got the crud, so just a real bad cold, head cold, and just, you know, everything yucky you could think of. I was coughing, sneezing, snotting, all that type of mess. It, it was nasty. So um, the fam went to the in-laws uh, for on Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving dinner and chill, and I was literally in the bed sleep. I slept most of all uh, of Thanksgiving, um, which was fine for me. Um, but still, it was like, uh, not a good look. My whole fam is out. Because w- one thing I-, I always wanted to make sure, uh, especially in the family unit, those who were, I even hate to say this, fortunate enough to have a father in the home, uh, you know, the main thing that we all were, which was raised in the church. We always going to church. And more often than not, for those that had the father in the home, you had the stories of me and uh, moms would get us and, and my brothers and sisters together. We all go to church and pops would stay home. And I never wanted, I, I never wanted to be the father that would stay home, if that makes sense. You know, wherever the fam's going out at, I'm going to. You know, I'm, I'm going to be there. No matter how much I don't want to be there, I'm going to be there. And uh, <laughs> so... You know, if 
But other than that, they understood, and you know, it wouldn't have been uh, very considerate or made much sense if I'm over, you know, the in-laws' house. Of course, they're older people, and I'm coughing and hacking and stuff all over the place. So it, it just, mm-hmm. it, you know, made a better decision for me to to stay home, chill, take some medicine, and I think to get me back. I think my wife set set me up because. Uh, to to punish me because you're like how dare you get sick that I gotta go over to my parents house by myself and I have no one to give me an out um, she gave me the nastiest NyQuil you can think of the nastiest <laughs> joint and you know NyQuil is nasty to begin with and she gave me the nastiest when I was sitting there with the screw face for like five minutes like mm, ooh this shit is nasty um, and she did that and then walked right out the door I was like, ooh, you petty motherfucker. <laughs> but speaking of which, I do have to give a shout out to Wifey because today is her birthday. So uh, shout out to Wifey. Somebody in here, it's your birthday. Yeah. Somebody in here, it's your birthday. 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 Hey. Yeah. So today is Wifey's birthday. Happy birthday. Where is Fat Man Scoop when you need him? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'll do my impression, but it'll be kind of loud. <laughs> but yeah, but the day is wifey's birthday, and so I, I've I've banished her. Just like just 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 go, just go. Don't worry about the kids. I got the kids. Uh, she took the day off, so I was like, just don't worry about nothing. I got you. Everything dealing with household duties, I got it covered. So. I got the kids duct taped down to the couch and I am good to go. <laughs> of course they aren't, but I, I provided plenty of distractions for, for them to, to um, give us some time to get this pot out the way. But shout out to wifey. Happy birthday, baby. I love you. I love you. So that's, that's just about it. Oh, so um, this is the first pot that P Shaw has been here since my recent battle. So I do want to get your thoughts on what you thought about, you know, the battle he pulled up to Winston-Salem where the battle was located. Saw me get busy a little bit. Saw me operate at mm, about 75%. I really didn't go in on him, but it was enough to wrap circles around him. But what'd you think about it, bro? What'd you think? You have a good time. You can't tell people your camera was messed up. I do <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. I, I, I shout out to Tia for rolling with me, man. She become my new role dog. Shout out to Tia. And, uh, she said she down the ride off whenever. She said I like that. Like she said she like it, man. And I, you know, she, I told her she like it, then I love it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's always a a blessing to be able to hear you put in work. It's always a blessing to be able to come and support you. And uh, you know, your brother here now, so. You know that that yeah. that'd be forever. It was just it but, was you know, a different it, it's, vibe. It's just you know, you know, just 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 being able to 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 be there. You know, it's one thing to say I support you and I watch it on TV. All right, cool. It's one thing to support you say I'm posted. All right, cool. But when you show up in numbers, when you show up and and keep your word to what you're gonna do, you know, I can only be the man that I was raised. My mama told me to keep my word. If you got something to say, say it. If it ain't nothing nice, still say it anyway. They just don't like it. Yep. But uh, you know, I, I thank God for you, man. It, you know, it was amazing, man. Like, uh, even from dude with a little with his little um Yeezys on. I don't know what that was. That was Jesus something terrible. Christ, yeah. But I, I still don't know why my man didn't even talk about it. 
Listen. But what separates you from everybody in the crowd is not just your craftiness and your studying your opponent, but do they not know that you've been freestyling since fifth grade? Yep. So, so even when they try to throw you a curveball, it's like you tried to you tried to curve it with that. Well, I'm gonna hit you 16 balls of freestyle. But here's then I'm gonna the get thing. back to this, this this normally scheduled thing. Here's the thing though, yeah. and I kind of I kind of regret it. I didn't freestyle that much. I, I think I, I freestyled maybe like like maybe two bars, maybe two, mm-hmm. maybe four. I didn't do a lot because my my goal was to apply pressure. It was just apply so much pressure that one, the crowd can see, oh, this nigga nice, and two, yeah. to see if you can handle the pressure because you haven't faced no one like me, and I can admit yeah. I never faced no one like him. Now I expected. Yeah. I was like, if you are on a hundred then what you saw is what I expected. I expected him to do that. Um, but even still, it's like, you know, it's, it's balls over everything. He was very entertaining. Very entertaining. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. He, uh, he was comical now. Yeah, he, he got a lot of laughs and stuff. But there were so many things going through my head, like, I should do this to you. But, like, uh, the the angle with my wife, that's, that's like a... That's like a thing. If, if every battle rapper has like this one thing that people like to talk about, and for whatever reason, yeah. people like to talk about my wife because it's, it's, it's Gary's fault. It's it, Gary's fault. I it, see you, Nate. It is Gary's fault. So shout out to Nate. That's my guy. Hey, but, Nate. Next time I see you, me and you gonna battle paper, rock, scissors, <laughs> whatever you wanna do, whatever you wanna do. I'm coming Yo, for you. Shout out to Nate, scissors. man. But. Here's the thing why it made sense for him to do it. So for for those, you know, y- y'all go Google uh, or look up Dante Credo versus Nate. Um, he is from the same. dad went to her school, right? Yeah he's, yeah, he's from the same area that my wife is from. Wife is from Ypsilanti yeah. and he's from Ann Arbor. And they're like 15, 20 minutes away from each other. Um, so it made sense for him to take that angle. And of course... None of the shit was true, but it made yeah. sense. So I was like, okay, I, I like, I like, which even then I expected him to do that. Cause with me doing my homework on him, I understood where he was from. And I was like, ah, he may come with the angle here. So as soon as he put on the, the willow run jacket, I already knew. Cause I know that's my wife's high school that she went to. I know that's the jacket. Cause she has a jacket. I know all that stuff. So let's see what you got. But even still, when he did that angle towards my wife, he still lost that round. So it's like yeah. if the original person did try this Couldn't angle with me and lost, why do you think you can do better? So, you know, he told a lot of jokes. He, got, he had a little home cooking in there because most of the people knew him. Nobody knew me outside of, yeah. you know, a very handful of, of people because all of my battles, I'm I'm in New York, Milwaukee, Arkansas. I've traveled all over the place. I'm just now starting to battle here in North Carolina, even though I'm from North Carolina. It's crazy. A little backwards, I know. But um, so he had a little home cooking, uh, a, a little hometown, home crowd advantage, but it was fine. He still lost the battle. But the whole time I'm like, uh, okay, this is funny. But I, I had a freestyle rebuttal that I was like, I wish I should have said it. But I was like... Nah, you're doing your thing. Plus, you're not beating the material that I've written anyway, so yeah, that's that. Um, but other than that, man, I really enjoyed you guys. 
Uh, shout out to Tia. Thanks again to Tia for uh, for pulling up. And I'm waiting for you to pull up as the co-host. Um, stop playing. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Hey, is Tia crazy. still doing the... Um... She... Yeah, Go ahead. I think they still do it. They they do it like... I think they do this like once a month or something like that. Or, or something like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah her be nah, talking all the time because I... You know, she literally stayed three minutes away. It's probably like a 10-minute walk, but three-minute uh-huh. drive. So so uh-huh. we, we see each other often. And, you know, as soon as we make time, we'll probably hang out more because it's somebody else here from Cleveland County that she grew up with from elementary school. How ironic is her name is Tia, too. So uh-huh. um, they all say, like, I'm in the middle of both of them. So, gotcha. Um, you know, being able to get back to familiar faces is is a good thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, is a it, good it thing. might be very helpful. Yeah. That is very helpful. I I would like to to say so. It looked very healthy. That's all I'm saying. Just looked very healthy. But shout out to Tia. <laughs> it looked very healthy. So shout out to Tia, and um, you know we're gonna throw that on out there for uh for another uh co-host co-host guest there because she been playing. But it's all it's all good. Oh, and KT. Uh, your homegirl too. I, I I forgot her name. I'm so sorry. Kenya. But shout out, yeah, shout out to her again. I know that's just a few people that want to to come on and, and and talk this shit. So, uh, sounds like fun. You know, we all about the fun. But I right, we don't we 20 minutes in and we ain't talked about nothing. But you know, a lot of stuff that um people may not want to know about. Um. People are like, oh, what about the topics? What about the topics? I'm like, leave us alone. We talk about what we want to talk about. Um, one thing I want to say, um, there is a petition, and this is pretty petty. There's a petition that's going around that is uh, urging Will and Jada to stop doing interviews. And I agree. I agree with this petition. Um, it's just to, to stop it, because every time they get in an interview... And they get for, you know, whatever in front of a microphone, in front of a camera, in front of something. They always say and do something stupid. And they share way too much information. And, you know, at first it was like, you know what? It was Jada. It started with the whole entanglement thing and the red table talk. And the fact that, okay, it's all been in the tabloids that they've been having this open marriage for years. We may not want to, we didn't want to believe it. But now it's kind of like, oh, well, they do have an open relationship because, they were married, but they both had their side pieces and side, side, side pieces. But the the agreement and understanding was, hey, just you take care of yours, keep yours under wraps. I'll take care of mine. I keep mine under wraps. And then it'll be what it is. Um, Jada fucked up because she messed with a young boy, got his nose wide open, and then he went to singing. Um, so I don't know what August Alcina is doing. That's the funny thing about it. August Alcina did all that snitching and then nothing came from it. He did all that to promote an album and then nobody listened to the album. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, Even but, had a whole song about entanglement. Yeah. Had a whole song about it. And then um, and then after that, things just, just kept hey. happening. So it, it just it just kept happening. Um, so the more the more times that Jada came and was saying something it, it just it was like Jada stop it got to the point where people were under the belief that okay Jada Smith Jada Pinkett you are ruining 
Will Smith and the Will Smith that we know. Stop it. L- leave Will alone. But then Will was like, hey, uh, I've had so much sex that I will vomit when I will have an orgasm. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, Will. Um, okay. So, I, yeah, there's this, I there's this wow. petition. Uh-huh. What's up, KT? No, I was just saying I didn't. I didn't know all that. Didn't want to know. Right. Not like, like I cared to know. I don't care about that. And it was like, you know, y'all just at this point, which now I feel like Will is is doing what Jada has been doing. Um, and you know, and she's like, you know, saying things. Oh, I'm, I'm just trying to learn how to love and all this type of stuff. I'm like. Bitch, you're 50 years old. You've been married for 20 plus years. (laughs) Right. You didn't learn nothing in that amount of time? Like nothing? 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 And and so, okay. So here's here's my question to y'all. Would y'all consider or entertain having the type of relationship that Will and Jada has? Basically, we are married. We're together. However, we are, well, just say an open marriage. Will or will you no. entertain or are you open to an open marriage? No. Even, is e- even if that one nigga got everything under control, all of his whoever, one, two, three, four, but everything's under you, you nip, there's no speck of drama, no nothing, everybody knows their role and la 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 la. Still a no? A hell no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Peace out. Would you entertain an open the hesitation? An open marriage. No. I, I mean, y'all talking about being in an open relationship. First of all, I couldn't do that. Second of all, I'm not in college and I'm grown. You know, if it was the college thing, uh-huh. that's different. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't be married to nobody either. But so if right. I'm married to somebody, I'm married to them. Um, I do know certain cir- circumstances, situations like that, because I do have people that I know personally that have been um, in four relationships. But, you know, they dabbled with, like, let's say it's a man. He dabbled with, well, no, because I guess it wouldn't sound right. <laughs> So, so, so I got a homegirl and she, um, before she got married, she, she didn't know whether or not she wanted to be with, uh, a guy or a girl. So as a result of that, when she married her husband, he knew this going in that she really favored women over men, but she dated, you know, she dated and got married to a man, but either way it goes, you know, he switched up on her and was like, Hey, basically I don't like, I don't like that. That, that every now and then you dabbled in that type of way. But um, being in an open relationship would be hard because you're going to either favor one or the other. Um, sooner or later, somebody's going to be jealous. Somebody's going to gonna want more of your time. I mean, you see it on TV, you think it's going to work in real life. No. Um, the only person I know that's making it work is D-Ray Davis. D-Ray Davis date two women. I think they're best friends. So however that works. But for, for as far as me, I'm about like you. I don't, I'm not too sure that would work or if I would even like anything like that, even if I could, you know. Um, you know, I am a minister. I don't really 
think like that to have because I just want one. I just want one person. I just want to deal with one person. I told somebody, I said, it costs too much money to be single. They was like, what? When you're single, I don't know how it is for women, but as a man, when you're single and you're talking to multiple people, you're talking to multiple people. When you're talking to multiple people and you want to actually hang out with them, guess what you're doing? You're spending multiple gas money. When you spend multiple gas money, and when you get there, you're going out to multiple restaurants. It costs too much money to be single. And, um, you know, I just... I'm, I'm I'm at the age now when you get when you start knocking on 40's door, it's time to go ahead and and chill out. You know what I mean? Like traveling, like you're single, um, buying stuff up like you're single. That's fine. But at the end of the day, if if you're trying to do the hoochie booty, then you want to pick that one person. You want to come home to that one person, and that's just where I'm at. I don't. Uh-uh. It's tiring. It's tiring having to be involved. So my eyes ain't went nowhere else. I haven't looked nowhere else. So I'm still trying to trying to trigger myself on even actually entertaining conversation. I'm going to pretend but you I asked heard us that question. All of that. I did. Yeah, you, yeah I we did. worried about you hearing it because you could play it back. But yeah. But what you know? What would sister say? What would Tina say? She'll be with it. She's with it. You know what I'm saying? She's um. We had this talk. She's with it for she's with it for y'all to do it mutually or y'all to pick one person. She's she's with it for the idea of possibly doing jail time for killing my ass if I even thought about doing some dumb shit like that. I was about to say, don't get on here and lie. So honestly, it's not even something that we've talked about. We 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 and we talk about a lot of things. That's the thing that I really appreciate about my relationship with wifey is we, we do talk a lot. And I think that's a really big thing when it comes to any type of relationship. So one thing that built a solid friendship. Yes. That's the key. You build a solid friendship where you actually like the person, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's not all about the physical. You actually like the person. Yep. Well, that's, that's where the and he, here's the thing. Is. Yep. Because when you know, just stuff, you know, and y'all know how our relationship went. It we we met, we dated, then it turned into a, a long distance relationship for a few years there. When she went away to, to you know to, to still pursue her ambitions in school to be a pharmacist. So we was in a long distance relationship, so all we had was communication. I had no choice but to know this woman and to get to know this woman if I wanted to stay with her. And so, you know, the cues and and talking, all I had was talking. Of course, once a month, I would make the trip up there uh, to see her and visit her. But, you know, we we had to talk. And, you know, that's just stuff that, that we talked about. And we actually brought up this type of discussion. Like, you know, what would, would you be open to an open marriage or what's your thought about an open marriage or an open relationship? And we both was like, nah, I, I would prefer that it would be monogamous because for me, even honest, being really honest, even exposing myself a little bit, there was a point during our relationship where, and even our marriage where I got really stupid to where the eyes did start to wonder to where 
the heart did start to flutter to someone else. And then that ended up being like literally the worst decision of my life because it takes so much energy. When you're putting all your energy, all your attention into one person, you don't have time for anyone else. And that's, that's, you know, this is a very anecdotal opinion, but from my experience, that takes so much energy. And it came from, it came from the idea and I'm going to play a a clip to actually bring me to a clip that I wanted y'all to talk about. So it's a perfect segue. It came from a point to where, you know, just really down on life. I, I was, I just left the church at that time. So just pissed off about a lot of things and I wasn't happy. And I felt like I gave, I gave myself to every single thing that I thought that I needed to do. I gave myself to the church. I was loyal to the church and you know, all these things and opportunities that I gave up cause I had put the church first and I put, uh, my, at that point, my girl, then my fiance and my wife first. And I'm like, I'm putting everybody's needs and stuff first, except my own. And then I'm like, I'm not happy and da, 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 da. So it became a rebellious thing where I just rebelled against everything, you know, rebelled against the church, rebelled against friendship that I had. I, you know, there's, you know, it's, I see it's a mistake. I feel it's a mistake now, but at that point I was like, nobody's really here for me. So fuck all y'all and you know, friendships that, that I had just cut people off and, and ghosted people. And just, I just let everybody go. I'm getting rid of everything that I thought was my life and what I felt I was giving to it. And I was like, and I'm going to start doing what makes me happy. I'm going to start doing and living for me and whatever makes me happy, regardless of who it uh, affects positively or negatively. I don't give a fuck. I'm doing me. I'm being happy. And came across this girl, got involved with her, did a bunch of stupid shit, but not stupid as like, it never got physical. And like, thank God it didn't end up physical where, you know, I ended up having relations with this woman. But all of that, to the point I almost lost my marriage with that. But it was super long story short, it just took so much energy, so much energy. And it's just, for me, it's not worth it. And it took Mm. all Mm. my energy, even more to build that trust back again. It took extra work to repair what I broken, to repair the bridges I burned more specifically with my wife. Cause other people, I still, them bridges are still burnt. Fuck them. (laughs) But uh, as far as my marriage goes, it took so much to rebuild that again. And it's like, I don't see how, even if that's okay, because you're still dealing with an entire new entity where they got their Mm -hmm. own feelings, thoughts, emotions, goals, ambitions, fears, insecurities, all these other things you have to manage. And if you're putting all of your energy into managing one, how in the world are you going to manage another? a second, a third, so on and so forth. And that's not even in saying that, well, if everyone knows their role and everyone knows their place, because the person I dealt with, that was kind of the thing. I know what it is. I know what your situation is. I'm willing to take this particular role here. And it still was a mess. It was such a mess, such a mess. So yeah, 
Long, long, long story short, no. No. All right. Um, was this at a time? Because, all right, well, I'm going to ask you this question. Outside of 2021, outside of 2021, have you ever known me to talk about any of my relationships? Nope. Outside of this year? Nope. All right. So, like, I don't do it. I've never done it. And I've always said this in my head. I was like, it's hard. I think it was many years ago. And it might have been around the same time. You remember you called me, and for about two hours, you were just venting. Yep. You, you was, it was about you that, that situation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I never asked you any questions. And then, and then I just listened to mm-hmm. you. And then yep. at the end of it, like, I legitimately probably said about two or three things. You was like, man, you know, thank you for not judging me. Thank yep. you for not looking at me any different type of way. And I said, well, you know, I don't talk about my relationships a lot of times because, you know, on the other end, my wife at the time, um, she might be looking at it like, well, why don't you talk to the guys? And in my head, I'm like, they going through worse stuff than what we going through <laughs> right. in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yep. how am I going to talk to Craig? How am I going to talk to Eric? How am I going to talk to Monte? How am I going to talk to Puff? You know what I mean? The only person I probably could have talked to in, in, in because this person, because he don't really speak about his either, is JJ. Yeah. Yeah, fact. But JJ is not that core group. He's not uh, really part of that core group. Right. So it's like, I can talk about JJ because I ain't heard nothing about her. I can't tell you too much about his relationship because I know she's been chasing him for forever. But even then, I could have t- you know, told you, it, but, even then, it, it wasn't it wasn't green grass. It wasn't green grass and rainbows on that yeah, side either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, I forgot him and your wife was, you know, him and your wife right, was real close. Exactly. Yeah, but, you know, but it's still, it's still, you know, get to that point that, like, you have to protect. When I mean by protecting, like, even if my wife has done wrong, uh-huh. she can be dogging me out to the streets. And no matter what, I'm still going to protect her. Right. One, because we have kids together. Two, because some things that people are willing to share, if they really think about it, if it's not in a healthy environment, like you talking to you talking to your brother and your sister, yep. but if it's not in a healthy environment when you talking to other people, then it, those people could, could feed you toxic. Yep. Those people don't know the whole scenario, so they create a different narrative than what's really going on, and right. you feeding into it because at that point in time, you really just want somebody to talk to you. Yep, and that's what hurts because when you're vulnerable, when you're broken, when you're trying to figure things out and you're confused, you'll listen to the next person that gives you some type of positive advice. Yep. Hey, stop talking to that person. You know what? I should uh, <laughs> block them. Doggone, I should. And um, But it's not helping because nope. now you create a boundary and what the enemy wants to do cause confusion, divide. And that's the situation like what I went through. Like, you know, how you listen to other people and don't even talk to me about it? How you do this? Or how you do that? You don't talk to me about it. And then when you hear the truth and I can even say something like you want receipts. Yeah. Take the phone. You know, you want the keys to the city. Here go my passwords. But then when you get all of that, it's still not a satisfaction because now you have to apologize. Right. Right. And that pride is just something serious. That pride would be like, you know what? Bump it. I, I, I done put the keys in the car. So I'm going to take this ride. I'm going to ride it to the wheels fall off. And that's not good. But, you know, I thank God for putting me in a position of learning what patience is, yeah. learning what grace and mercy is, because those things take time. So to have a forgiving heart as your wife had and vice versa, yeah, you know, those things take time. Like it don't just happen overnight and mm-hmm. trust can be gone that quick. Just so like that. Even when you think you got it because they let you kiss them on their forehead before you go to bed because that's what they used to do. But nothing temporary is worth your forever. 
right. nothing temporary is worth your forever. So you have to really see the worth of that person that you're with. You have to really see the worth. You know what? This person is really worth all of this. But um, I think Kevin Gates said something about, he said a wise person told him, it's, it's more value in wanting someone than needing them. Because you don't have to need, you don't need that person, but you want them. Uh-huh. You want them. You, I want you around. I don't need you around, but I want you around. I don't need you to, to be with me, but I want you to be with me. I don't need you for this. I need you for that. But be able to want somebody is amazing. And a lot of people are so quick to give up that person that want them. Not knowing ain't nobody going to want you like I want you. Right. Because I wanted you when you was at your lowest point. I wanted you when you were... Like at the bottom line, I wanted you when you and all your securities and all your scars. I wanted you with all of those things that could have destroyed you. I wanted you then. I didn't want you when you made it. I didn't care yeah. about none of that. All those things, your your yeah. job, those accolades that you do, your your successes is a bonus. But I wanted you. I told I told I told um, Chandler's mama this. I said I wanted you before I found out you was pregnant. I wanted you before the baby. You know what I mean? So when you think about those things, it's like wow. But to be looked over, because we all got a root of rejection. And sometimes yep. we think back like, dang. But how many times, you know, because we all got a past, we all got a background, we all got a history. But that per- that yep. background, that history didn't stop me from loving you, didn't stop me from marrying you, didn't stop me from wanting to be a friend to you. So, yeah, man, you know, I, I can appreciate, you know, you calling me that day and, um, and sharing your heart. Because that's really all you needed was the ear. You needed a sound box. And still to the day, yeah. you know, that was 20 plus years ago. I still point, love you, man. Yeah, because at that point, I was at a, I finally came to the, to that point, like, man, what am I doing? But I'm so torn because I made the mistake that I made where, you know, I, I told a couple people my experiences as far as with marriage, because people look and be like, oh, you guys, I got, you guys have a, such a, a good marriage. I'm like, yeah, and I almost fucked it up. I almost fucked it up big time. And it's like, you, you of all people, you, you, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was like, of all people, you, I would still love you, of course, but I'm... of course, of course. And I would have deserved every bit of the fuck up, every <laughs> bit of it. And I'm, I'm not here to, you know, to, to dodge that at all. I would have deserved every bit of it because it's like, you, now you know you know better. I do. Mm-hmm. I did. But that was a point, and this is not justifying anything. But this was that was a point to where I wasn't happy with myself. And I was giving the expectation of my happiness, the responsibility of my happiness to someone else. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. thing that I will take from Will and Jada, even though I do not want to hear from them for the next two years. I want y'all to go <laughs> ghost. I want y'all to go ghost. I don't want to hear anything about Jada Pinkett Smith or Will Smith for the next two years. I don't want to hear from you until my my wife's birthday in 2023. Okay? So, mm. um... Let's make it 2025, I think. Okay, okay. 2025. <laughs> the only thing I want to hear about y'all is if you picked up a new show, if you, if you starred in a new movie, and that's it. That's it. I don't want to hear anything about extracurricular or what y'all doing. But one thing they did say was Will Smith did mention, and this was years ago, 
um, that I had to understand was that no one is responsible for your happiness but you. Right. And regardless of what's going on in your life, that person that you're with, that you're committed to, they are not responsible for your happiness. You are responsible for your happiness because as much as you may love them and they may love you, you're going to go through periods throughout your relationship where you're going to fall in and out of love. It's going to take more than love for a successful relationship. It's going to take more than the gushy feelings, that infatuation phase where everything is butterflies and rainbows and unicorns and and love singing flowers. That's what a lot of people mix This it up. is true. Love exactly. Is, it's a choice. You wake it up. It is a choice. You, you know, you make mm-hmm. you wake up every day and you make the choice to do yep. right by somebody. You make the choice so that I, I'm choice going to stay. To, you know, show in action mm-hmm. that you care about somebody, that you love somebody, consistent that you're loyal action. to somebody. Yep. Yeah. That's a choice yep. that I have not yet made. <laughs> uh-huh. But still, except for you know, for family. But right. um, yeah, y'all are y'all are better than me because I think I've cheated on every single dude that I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> but still, and the, the problem with me is that I, you know, I I admit I have some issues with uh, I have mis- issues. You know, I, as soon as, cause I, I will develop, you know, feelings, uh-huh. you know, I will get to the point where I really like somebody, but the moment that I feel like it's not on, we're not on the same page, not on the same level, I immediately shut it down fall all the way back yeah I fall back yeah. real hard and I just and it has to you know I got some daddy issues I ain't gonna lie I do you know I'm working through them that's why I've been single for so long haven't even dated anybody for a while because yeah. I'm working on myself and I want to make sure that if I get into a relationship, which I kind of given up on by now, but if I, you know, if it happens to happen at some point, uh-huh. um, I want to make sure that I like me first <laughs> because yeah. you got to like yourself in order for anybody else to like you. That's true. Yeah. You know That's what right. I mean? So I've taken the time to get to know myself and to love myself like myself. I like the person that I am. I got some flaws and everything that I'm still working on, but generally I really like me. I'm comfortable with my, myself. Um, I love my Uh own company. Yeah. But you know, if I were to meet someone that, I enjoyed their company as well. I just want to make sure that I have worked to heal those things in me before, because I don't want to bring all that mess into it. Exactly. Absolutely. I don't. 
And that's what I've done in the past is, you know, I get scared because Mm -hmm. I feel like this person's not going to love me like I love them. And I back off. So that, that has been what I have done in the past. So, you know, a sister's been, you know, staying out these streets, trying to be, trying to be a good girl, trying to be a little wholesome. so you ain't gobble gobbling out here in these streets, in these Thanksgiving oh, streets like Peshaw was, like Peshaw was gobble gobbling in these streets. <laughs> ain't no gobble gobble going on around here. Maybe duck duck goose. Maybe duck duck goose. Maybe duck duck goose. No, but see, but that takes that takes a amount of maturity. And it comes from being self-aware of who you are and being able to honestly, like genuinely, honestly look yourself in the mirror. And first of all, you know, say to yourself, okay, you fucking up or you fucked up. And to see, to honestly see that duck and geese. I hate you. I, I was feeding the ducks. I'm, that was a real picture. I was feeding the ducks. See? See, see, look, 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 you see your okay. niece right there? <laughs> yeah, I see. Feeding the ducks. I I'll play playing duck, duck, goose. See, 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 Ooh. P. Shaw is smart. He has alibis. He he has alibis for his moves and actions. So you, you ain't about to be Got all receipt. loose and speaking on my name. Nah, you see, you, nah, I ain't gobble gobbling in these streets. I'm literally feeding ducks with my children. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I got alibis, man. Don't, don't be putting no, no extra sauce on my name. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and, and th- that's just that maturity to be able to be self-aware, to look at yourself and be honest with yourself and like, okay, I'm fucking up. Or I fucked up, or that these are the areas where I know that that I'm, I'm fucking up, and I need to make a change. Like, what am I going to do about it? Am I going to change it? Am I going to wallow in it? And I think, you know, as they say, even in you know AAs and stuff like that, any type of addictions, the first step towards recovery or change is to recognize and acknowledge that the problem is there, and and being able to look at ourselves and be like, hey, this is who I am. These are the problems and flaws that I have because, you know, we can work on these things, but we're still not going to be perfect. You know, we may understand, like for me, I know patience is a real big problem for me. I I don't have much patience, especially for things that I do not like or I am not interested in. If I don't like it or like you, or I'm not interested in a particular thing or you, then my patience is going to be real short and I'll be maybe real ugly. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'll be an asshole. I am an asshole. Um, I also understand that, um, you? yeah, yeah, me, really? sweet, sweet, innocent, ain't angelic me, me. Yeah. I, I, I can be it. a bit of an asshole, but li- you know what? Listen, don't, don't patronize me. Don't, don't patronize me now. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm inside of a house and it got even shadier. Like where, where all the shade come from? Well, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> this extra shade come from? I'm inside a house. Damn it. Um, but yeah, so like just understanding who I am, 
my shortcomings. So it allows me to stay away from things like that if I have the power of control to. Uh, if I know there's a particular thing or situation and stuff I don't like, I know that I can see those red flags. I can see the the upcoming exit sign, so to speak, and I know to stay clear from it and to do things to, to not be in positions that may bring out the the less desirable part of me. You know, understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's that. I'm going to play this little clip with all that, and then we're going to move on. Uh, and, and I just... I know y'all pinging on it already, but th this is the idea where I, I got this from earlier. And I'm going to see if you guys can hear this. Hold on. For five years. And it was an incredible relationship. I did not have any problems. Y'all was able to hear that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm going to play it back. So this is a particular guy. Let's so it might not, but I was married for five years. It was an incredible relationship. I did not have any problems in a relationship, emotionally, mentally, or physically, really. The only reason I left that relationship is one thing. I knew I wanted more. You might call that greedy. You might call that selfish, and I agree with you. You cannot get out, get out in this world and live unless you are selfish. And what, I, what I've also realized now is that I'm not interested in getting in a relationship for comfort anymore. I want to grow to the highest level and I can't do that being comfortable. So that that's the little clip that was, that I saw on social media that that kind of spurred this thought with this conversation and topic that we just had. Um, because I understand where he's coming from but I also understand the huge mistake that he made. Uh, and the fact that he, his source for growth, ambition, um, the excitement, the adventure, he's looked and is looking in the wrong places for that. So real quick, what do you guys think if y'all was able to, to hear that? And just to, just to recap for those that's listening, this was a clip of a guy on TikTok. Um, say that he was uh, married for five years and he ended that marriage basically because he wanted more. He had no problem whatsoever in the relationship, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, uh, no problems whatsoever, but he wanted more and he wanted to be selfish. You know, you can't get anything in this world without being selfish and he's not interested in relationships. Uh, if it's going to be comfortable, he wants to be pushing and grow to the highest level. And he felt like the marriage he was in didn't do that, even though he didn't have any issues in that marriage. Uh, so, Pichal, what would be your response to that and to this gentleman? Well, um, the song said, selfish. I want you all to myself, I swear. Now, look, that, that sound good. But mm -hmm. um, I've been called selfish recently. And I'm like, what? I, I would give up my own comfortability for you to be comfortable um, because I love you, because I care about you. And I think Craig Mack said it in earlier pods, sometimes you will lose the person that you are to become the person that they want you to be. Uh -huh. Only because <sighs> you want somebody to push you, but are you pushing them? You know what I mean? Facts. You know, iron sharp, sharpens iron. Um, when it gets to that point that you're no longer sharpening each other, one be one will become dull, 
and one will die. Um, like you have to be able to sharpen each other. So if she's gonna push you, you gotta push her. Vice versa, whomever you may be talking to, y'all gotta be equally yoked. So when you're not equally yoked, it'll be a clash every single time. But of course, you know, light and dark can't dwell in the same place at the same time. So if there's not any understanding, if there's not some compatibility to the point that you're going to say, you know, I'm willing to give up what I like, Craig said it. You can't be right. And happy, and, um, at, the same happy time. at the same time. Yep. And that comes from that selfish thinking because you have to be selfless when in a relationship. Selfish only works when you try to maintain your own sanity. Sometimes you have to look out for yourself in regards to that. But like KT said earlier, she said, I want to love me. I want to get to know me. I want to do all these things. That's that selfish part. But you have to do that before you get in a relationship, right? And then even before you make that full commitment, you have to say, okay, I'm good. Now we can be good together. Because if you ever, I can't be healthy for you if I'm not healthy for myself. Right. But that selfish thinking is, you know, I guess that's why he's still single. I mean, we can blame it. He can come up with all these different quotes to make it sound good. To make people like, you know what, he might be right. No, that's why he's single, because he think like that. Mm. That's why he's telling these these quotes, because he think like that. But if you break it down, um, he's hurt. He's been hurt. Um, somebody didn't support him or whatever he did in the past, and now he's mad at it. Uh, somebody was the yes person in his relationship, and he didn't feel like they was pushing him because they it wasn't a challenge. But yet, you, you, you whoever you wrote be, that TikTok, whoever yeah, TikTok they belong yeah, to, you probably gave up somebody. You probably gave up somebody for real. Just, would that be the reason? Yeah. Though, like, even if he does have issues, even if even if he is hurt, the current relationship, mm-hmm. you yourself admitted, I have no problems whatsoever. Not mentally, not spiritually, not you know emotionally. Yeah. Just, I don't have any issues. This was an incredible, he himself said, this was an incredible relationship. Great relationship. But I wanted more. Five years. So what would be the issue if he did have issues in the past? Or like, I I still don't understand, you know, if, if you were in a situation that you yourself deemed incredible. What would really be the reason? Because you saying you're selfish and you wanted more and Okay, so you insinuated well, I was comfortable what in this relationship. Want? What more did he want? That's what I'm trying what? to figure out. What what more right. did he want? Exactly. What was the more? Yes. And that's that's my thing. Exactly what were you wanting? So, you know, I would have some questions. Like, okay, well, if you say you yeah. didn't have any problems physically, so that means you, your attraction to her she was was healthy. Yeah. That means your your yeah. sexual appetite was satisfactory. Um, yep. you you didn't have a problem mentally, so that means you were mentally stimulated to a satisfactory level. Your your emotional state, there was no insecurity there. You know, you you had you care for her a lot. What yeah. more? What what was this more? What was it? A, a job or was it you know professionally? Was it financially? Because here's <laughs> the thing. That, that I see, and, and this is why I I saw myself in him when when I was in my fuck up period, and I was fucking up because I had that same type of mentality. I wanted more, and I'm going for me. He's like, yeah, I know this is selfish. It is selfish, 
but I'm going for what is for me. And he was like, you can't get what you want in this world without being selfish. To an extent, that is true. But at the same time, you never get everything in this world being selfish because every every mm. place that you get comes from depending on someone else. There is no one who can truly say they are they are truly self-made. No one mm -hmm. in this world right. is self-made. Everyone somebody has had a hand along the way. Somebody some, yep. somebody gave you opportunity. Somebody lent yeah. some sort of hand, gave you some opportunity, gave you something, opened up some door, unlocked, you know, used some key, used some connection, something, something to help you. So being selfish does not get you where you really want to go. You're going to have to depend on somebody. And claiming that or insinuating that a your, your spouse, your spouse, your wife was in some way holding you back from that, I see the folly in that. But I, I see the folly because I understand. Because I thought like that too. When I'm looking over all the things that I that have passed me by or I myself have turned down and thinking I could be doing this and this and this and this if it wasn't for this church, if it wasn't for my wife. I'm think I thought like that. Well, if I wasn't married to this person, then my life would be like this. If I wasn't devoted to this church, my life would be like this. If I didn't have this circle, quote unquote, of friends, I would have this. If I didn't have these people around me, I would have this. If I didn't have this job, I thought like that. So you know what? Let's get rid of all of it. Because now I'm looking for me. And now I'm only doing what satisfies me. And then you go and you do all these things. And does it really work? Absolutely not. Because there is still someone out there yeah. that you're going to have to depend on to get anywhere. For any opportunity. For any door to open. Whether it's professionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever. Someone is going to have to lend a hand somewhere along that journey. And that's where I feel. And for him, I do feel sorry for him because he made the mistake. Thank God I didn't go far enough to make. Because you had a wife that you yourself deemed incredible. You had a marriage that you yourself mm -hmm. deemed incredible. You yourself came out of your lips. You said incredible, incredible relationship that you fucked up because you yourself placed the responsibility of your happiness onto someone and something mm. else to where you can sit down right now. The things that I thought that I needed to get on my own after I repaired the bridge that I was, I came very close to burning down. These are my dreams. This is why I felt like, babe, this is why I felt how I felt. I'm not justifying any other wrong that I did. I did it and I would take any responsibility. I will work as hard and as long as I will, that I would need to work to make sure that I am back in, in good graces, but at least allow me to, to give you some context as to what I was feeling. This is my dream. This is what I want to do. I didn't feel like I was hurt. I didn't feel like anyone supported me, but that's still not anyone else's responsibility, but my own, but my own. I'm responsible for my happiness. I'm responsible for my security or lack thereof. I'm responsible for it. And thank God, because I saw myself in this dude to where 
that's where I would have been. And then I would have been on TikTok trying to justify it and act like I made some wise, grandiose decision. No, you were a dumbass. Right. Because it sounds like him looking back, regretting a decision, but uh-huh. trying to save face and make yeah. like he made the best decision of his life when he knows he didn't. Absolutely not. He surely didn't. And that's what it ultimately is like. You cap it. That's cap. Mm-hmm. That's cap. You're trying to make it seem like you made a, a good decision, but no, you did not. You made the worst possible decision because you had someone that you yourself deemed incredible that I would, I can go as far as assuming that would have been there through thick and thin, most likely already have been there through thick and thin, that if you would have sat down as the man, as the leader of this relationship, as the head of this relationship, to where you didn't have the gumption to sit down and say, baby, this is what I'm thinking. These are my these are, are my thoughts. These is how this is how I'm feeling. This is what I want to do. This is my direction. There is no there way is. if you're in this incredible relationship that she would have fought you, that she would have disagreed with yeah. you. No, baby, don't do that. Do this. If you were in a relationship where you were satisfied on all aspects of life, of the existence of a human being, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, there is no way that she would have not supported you and helped you find the ambition and whatever the thing is you was looking for. But instead, you saw her as a burden. And that's the mistake that I made. So I see you saw her as a burden. So you know what? I can go farther by myself instead of looking for her, looking at her as your spouse, as as an asset. You saw her as a as a liability, and it fucked you up. And he's fucked up. He's fucked up. And that's the and thing. First, it's like communicate. Just communicate. You feel yes. some type of way. Communicate. Just communicate. Just like nobody's a freaking mind reader. Right. You can't read your mind. You gotta come and say, "Hey, I can read you." This is how mind. I've been feeling. I'm feeling like I want more. I feel like. I'm too complacent right now. Feel like I, I I need to be moving forward, and I'm I'm stagnant right now. This is how I'm feeling. Yep, yep. Mm. And you I know, need to grow because. Yeah. Uh huh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I I feel like when he was like, "Oh, I'm not interested in being comfortable in a relationship." You need comfort in a relationship. You need to be comfortable in a relationship. Yeah. Why would you want to be on pins and needles and on edge and, and your head on the swivel in a relationship? That's not how relationships work. Because again, when you're in that Unless comfort, then you know, this is true. This is true. And that's another aspect of maybe you just want a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's what you deem is the norm. You were so comfortable. This was such an incredible relationship that you didn't have any drama and that was a problem for you. You didn't have any toxic element in your relationship, so that was a problem for you. And that is a big problem in you. Right. So, and that's just communicate. Communication. Communication. And And that's that's one thing that I have to have in a partner. Yes. You have to communicate with me. You have to communicate. If you don't communicate and this is where my 
a lot of times where my uh, insecurities may pop up. Uh-huh. If I know something is not the same and there has been no communication as to why things are not the same. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I'm a big girl. I, I've always, in the very last relationship I was in, I told the guys, like, look, I'm a big girl, okay? I'm grown as woman. Yep. If at any point you feel like this ain't working for you, just tell me. I promise I will be okay. You don't have to worry about my feelings, about hurting my feelings or anything like that. I want you to be honest and that's it. That's what I want. Yep. So that that's the the that's my main thing. All of a sudden something was was changing in the relationship. And I brought it up. I was like, look, you know, we're cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool. If you are feeling like or if you met somebody else and you feel like if you're feeling pulled toward that person and you're torn or whatever, you can tell me that. I'm not uh-huh. the type of person where I'm going to go off on you. I'm going to act all crazy and all that. Because you know what? If it's meant to be, it'll be. It'll be, right. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. But I just need you to communicate with me. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. It's good. Okay. Yes, yeah, I gave good. you. Mm-hmm. I gave you the opportunity to communicate. Gave you the opportunity. Yep. And that, yeah. So, yeah, yep. that, that turned out to be a situation where he has something was ghosted, his face. pretty much. Okay, but, he was ghosted. Okay. Yeah, it's like he dropped off the face of the earth all of a sudden. Gotcha. But <laughs> it was. But this is the thing: communication. I I gotta have it. I gotta have it. Yep. And I just I get because I can I can take a lot in any relationship that I'm yep. in whether it be, you know, a friendship, uh, family, whatever. I can take a lot. And I know in myself that I've had to become a better communicator. So with me working on my communication, I expect you to work on yours as well. Facts. So I will communicate, hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. I need to know what, what what you feel about this. And I just I just yep. think communication is so key in a relationship in being able to understand where your partner is coming from, um, to be able to understand how they may have reacted to something, you know, all of that. Just communicate. It's something that is not as hard to do as people make out. Right. Yep. But yep. that's my rant. I'm I'm off my soapbox. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That's that's one of the top, top yep. three things. Communication, finances, and sex. What did you say, Yeah. 
I said, ain't it what they say the top three things in the marriage yep, is? Communication, communication finances, and sex. Number one. Number one. And it's just... Mm-hmm. It's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And, and, and honestly, I feel like that that type of behavior, as far as when, what this gentleman attempted to, to act like it was such a good thing, that's, that's become normalized, especially in the black community. Mm-hmm. Especially in the black community. To where it's, it's trash. just... It, it is trash. It <laughs> is trash. I, I, his, like, I know I make, I make this joke a lot to where I, I, I joke about, you know, changing my stance, my, my pro-black stance, or maybe not be as pro-black. But I do feel like there's a particular tweet that I read, and I was like, man, that hit me to my soul. Now, this is exactly how I feel. Like, um, there was a recent discussion. Um, but first of all, I'm going to read I'm gonna read this tweet. And the tweet said, is there something wrong with black people? Seriously. Most of our educated people and activists ignore literacy rates, crime rates, and employment issues in favor of discussion of discussing homophobia, colorism and a bunch of other shit that really doesn't help the big picture and i was like yes all right so i've been feeling like that for quite a while because as as i've been making content and you know i I make little videos and stuff that i also put up on youtube uh, discussing various things that um honestly i really don't care to even bring up through the podcast i'm like this is kind of chill we'll talk about world issues and this that and the third um but it's like, I don't want to be too political where it's all about, you know, I, I don't want this to be a political podcast, right? So I want this to be kind of a, you know, just, we're just shooting the shit. We're sitting down, we're with, our, we're with our fam and friends, and we're just talking about different topics and stuff and having a good time while doing it. Discussions may get deep. You know, that's just what we do as people, right? Uh, so I wanted to keep it on that vibe. And those political nuanced things, I, I'll do my own little videos on. But since I've been doing this content, I promise, I promise to you, the most opposition I've been receiving has not been from white people. Even with, with my pro-black stance and the takes that I have, um, the most opposition, the overwhelming majority of the opposition I've received is black people. It's other black people. And, like, the backlash I got for conveying my opinion that uh, like Kyle Rittenhouse, like that trial, mm-hmm. like just going over the facts of what actually happened. I, like, I'm like, y'all, the media lied to y'all and they continue to lie to us. They lie yeah. to us. The media has been lying to us, y'all. And like the Kyle Rittenhouse, what happened with him, according to the facts of what really happened, it was self-defense. He should have gotten off with self-defense. That should have happened. But no, he's racist. He's racist. He, you know, this, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's a white supremacist. But nah, that's not, this ain't even got to do with race. This isn't race at all. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, like when the people he killed, they weren't black. First of all, one was a pedophile. One had five counts of sexual assault on his record. And he was also racist himself. He was out there shouting the N-word going to those people that Kyle Rittenhouse was with when they was trying to guard various businesses and stuff. He was like, if I see, this is a white man. If I see any of you niggers, you're dead. Best believe I'm going to kill you. He was shooting and they had video of this dude 
using the N-word as if he was like, you know, as if he was listening to that song, nigga, 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 nigga. Like, that, that's how much he was saying it just freely. And I'm and I'm the, I ain't even talking about the GA, I'm talking about the ER. I'ma catch you niggers. If I see any of you niggers, I'm gonna kill you. Like, this white man was going crazy. And he had five counts of, of child uh, molestation charges on him. Another guy was some other liberal guy. Like, they, he didn't even kill black people. But it's like, oh, you a coon, you a coon. I'm a coon? What? What are you talking about? Do y'all even look up this stuff for yourself or do you go and, and follow whatever you see on CNN and the Shade Room? Come on, y'all. And um, so that and like, okay, Amar Arbery, that, that verdict came back. Came mm. back the correct call. Was like, they should have been tried for murder. Mm. And it was like, and I was like, well, the lesson that I got from Amar Arbery and Kyle Rittenhouse Black people should arm themselves. Arm themselves. Second Amendment, defend your life and defend the life of your neighbor. Defend yourself. Because the main thing that this gun control has been trying to do is take guns and the use of the Second Amendment out of black people's hands. That's just from the inception of gun control. You know, the only time that the NRA, the National Rifle Association, ever advocated for gun control ever in the history of its existence was when black people started arming themselves, when the Black Panther Party of Defense started mm. advocating and 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 pushing and encouraging the use of of invoking the Second Amendment for themselves in the neighborhoods where the Black Panthers were like, we're going to patrol our own neighborhoods. We're going to look after ourselves. Damn all this police brutality and bullshit. We ain't doing all this whining and, and bitching and, and going to the very people that's hurting us and expecting them to all of a sudden have a change of heart. This ain't Dr. Seuss. This ain't, you know, the Grinch who stole Christmas where you're expecting their heart to grow three times as big as it was. No. Why are you going to your murderers expecting them to all of a sudden have a change of heart? Nah. Black Panther was like, we're going to have our own. We're going to do this on our own. We're going to have our own education programs. We're going to have our own food drives. We're going to educate and push our own people. We're going to do this ourselves. We're also going to protect ourselves. So we have the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. We're going to bear arms. And the moment they started bearing arms, them white folks, and especially NRS, said, oh, hell no. We got to get these guns out of these niggas' hands. And then the first act of gun control happened. That's 1968. That's facts. And ever since then, the, the harshest gun control laws are in areas where mostly black people live. That's fact. That is fact. So I was like, so I'm I'm expressing that, and I'm like, oh, you a coon? What are you talking about? Are you talking about this and guns and all oh, the gun control and blah 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 blah? You were, like, I'm a coon. What? <laughs> like, do y'all know history at all? Or like, do well, y'all? This is not a reading this, generation. I'm gonna tell you that it, it isn't. It isn't. It's not a reading generation. And that's why I feel. And that's why I believe, but even still, I wouldn't yeah, even say it's a Google generation. Because if they even generation. Googled, they Google wouldn't even get information. Like, we have the, the world in our hands. Mm -hmm. This We hold the world in our hands. The world in our cell phones. Well, all we got to do is look. Look it up and read. As you say, KT, we're not a reading generation. 
That's why I said a couple pods ago, and maybe it was the last part. I was like, we, as far as black people, we're the most powerful, influential people on the face of this earth, but we're also the most gullible. And that's that, and that's to our own detriment. Yeah, and so I uh, was, I fell uh, prey to the medium myself with the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, yeah. case. And I had to, after you and I had talked last pod, I had mm-hmm. to go look it up myself and be like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was crazy. Because you once again, they, I was uh, with- kicked him off campus. Yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about that too, um, which was which was crazy. The thing that makes this that story interesting, and I am going to do a video about it. But Arizona State University um, was the school that Kyle Rittenhouse was accepted to, and they had this whole fuss. The students, um, the the black students and the multicultural multicultural students of Arizona State University did this whole protests and stuff. We don't want a racist murderer like Kyle Rittenhouse on campus. And they applied so much pressure and so much, you know, ruckus and stuff that Kyle Rittenhouse um, basically held off. I think he held off a semester. Now, the thing that makes this what it is, is this is the same school that got into the the news um, a couple months, uh, maybe a few months ago. I think I still had that video because I want to do a video on it, but I never got around to it. But I'm going to show this video. Yep, I still got it. So Arizona State University, they have a multicultural center, right? Um, which I thought, all right, that's, that's pretty cool. A place where you, you know, advocate and, and you promote, you know, people from other cultures, more specifically, you know, black-centered and black cultural things. Um if you've been on any type of college campus that is not an HBCU, then you would know. Yes, everything is majority white, um, and it's nice to have a particular space to where you can go to a spot to where most people look like you, to where most people think and understand come from the same background. That's just camaraderie in that. That's My not racist or anything. Yeah, right, right, and th- that's where and, that's and, where the black folk worked. And that's where you had to be. And it, it wasn't particular rooms. It was it was places like that, the cafeteria or, you know, this this restaurant right off campus, you know, just these little weird places. So I was like, all right, well, that's cool. You actually have a place on campus that multicultural students can go to. The thing is, is this story is two prong. So at Arizona State University, there was these two particular white boys that came into the um that came into the multicultural center, sat down and pretended to do work. Now I'm going to show this video and I want y'all to see the symbolism that they had. So one kid sat on and do with some quote unquote work. And he had a, a, a laptop with a big stick on a laptop that said police lives matter. All right. Red flag. Number one, they sit there and they got Chick-fil-A stuff all over the place. Red flag. Number two, the other kid that's with him, has a shirt that says, I didn't vote for Joe Biden. Number three. So just looking at the whole scenery with Police Lives Matter, Chick-fil-A, because we know what the, the stance of Chick-fil-A has stand for. Chick-fil-A is blue lives, pro-blue lives matter, pro-all lives matter, you know, that type of thing. Now, I'm not even saying I'm pro-black lives matter, but you, you understand what they're doing. This is a troll attempt. 
they're attempting to bait and to get someone to fall for the bait. And unfortunately, these black people uh, or this black girl, she falls for the bait and she goes for this. Mm -hmm. She goes on this whole anti-white rant, you know, y'all offensive, y'all, you know. And of course, they're like, well, we're just trying to do school. And I'm like, like, stop the cap, right? But it's like, there's no right one here. They went to, to bait and to troll to try to get a reaction out of somebody. And she took the bait and she just went on this whole racist thing. So I'm, I'm going to show this video here. I don't know how long it lasts, but let me, let me just show it here. All right. All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah. You have a bad... You're, you're offensive. Police lives matter? We're just trying to do school. What? You guys have the same speaker as the other... But this is our space. We've got a police lives matter sticker and we're getting kicked out. Can't do school. You, you just said we have to leave. No, I said you're making the space uncomfortable. uncomfortable. But you're white. Do you understand what a multicultural space? It means you're not being centered. White's not a culture? No. No, it's not a culture. If white is not a culture, say it again to the camera. You think whiteness is a culture? This is insane. So anyway, this is the violence that ASU does, and this is the type of people that they protect, okay? This white man thinks he can take up our space, and this is why we need a multicultural space, because they think they can get away with this shit. I'm going to sit here the whole time, and he can find somebody to that, That's cool. We, we're we're will. You we're asking you to leave if you have any consideration for people of color and are marginalized. So clearly don't. Yeah, the whole rest of the campus, the whole, the second floor, the first floor, the whole MU, every single part of the campus centers you. This is the only space that you're not centered and you're still trying to center yourself, which is peak white cis male bullshit. You are racist. Your sticker is racist because police, that's a job. You can choose to be a police. I didn't, I don't choose to be black. Okay, no, you can choose to be a cop. You can choose to kill people with a badge and you're protecting that, shit, which means that you're racist. All right, that's that's basically it. Um, so yeah, so th this is what got Arizona State University on the map the first time because of this interaction. And as wild as this interaction was, and there's a lot of variables to this too, but I'll say... Those white boys knew what they were doing. And they went there to 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 be a trigger. And then, of course, then, oh, woe is me. Woe is me. Victim, victim, victim. But, like, y'all knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. From the shirt to the stickers to the Chick-fil-A paraphrase to the Chick-fil-A stuff around. Like, all that stuff. You knew that they support rhetoric that is against those who run this multicultural center. You knew it. But the thing that also was very, very interesting to me was the Asian guy that came up to try to defend the white boys. Like, um, I found that to be very amusing um, that he was like, oh, this is crazy in defending the white guys. But th that's that's a whole other narrative when it comes to um, the, the Caucasians. Um, but anyway, because, <laughs> you know, I, I do have my own theories as far as those who uh, want to be honorary whites. 
But anyway, that's what got them on the map the first time. Uh, and for whatever reason, Kyle Rittenhouse decided that he wanted to go to that school. And of course, those very same people who ran the Multicultural Center did the whole campaign to uh, to try to keep Kyle Rittenhouse out of that school because he's a racist murderer. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah, very interesting there. Um, but all that being said, that was a, a good five-minute tangent, but um, the crazy thing I had as far as the opposition I have, there was this particular... Let me ask y'all a question because this seems to be a big thing going on around social media where it's like, name something that black people need to get over. And la, 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 la. Hmm. Everyone, there's this narrative that runs around. It's like, hey, the black people have a problem with homophobia. Like there's homophobia within the black community. Um, And I disagreed. And of course, you know, I, I proceeded to be quote unquote drag. But again, I talk shit with the best of them. So, you know, they attempted to gang up on me, but oh, did I have a lot of people mad? And and I had a, a few people block me. But it's like, how are you blocking me? You came for me. You 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 came for my opinion. But what what now? But do you guys think that there is a problem with homophobia within the black community? Um, I say it exists in the black community. I say it, it exists. Um, the, the church I, has I, a lot to do with it. Uh-huh. Um, and I do um, understand because I, of course, grew up in the church. Right. And, you know, we're taught it's an abomination. You know, right. it's... You know, it's unnatural. It's not what God created us for, right? Right. But I have never been homophobic. Right. I've never been, like, judged anyone for uh being a part of the LGBTQIA community, uh-huh. never, you know, there have been things that I didn't quite understand and couldn't quite relate to, but as far as me judging them or treating them any differently, nope. Absolutely. But I have seen uh, some instances where people have been pretty pretty brutal facts as far as their their reaction to things and yeah so i say it exists i don't know how prevalent it is i haven't looked at statistics or anything like that but yeah yeah, it exists and and p shaw you said you don't think you don't think so i mean I guess that's the same topic I was going to get to because, you know, um, I'm not saying that in the black culture, our faith is any, you know, what we believe in is any harder than, you know, our counterparts. However, you know, I've heard homophobic sermons before preached. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's like um, the Bible speaks against that because, I mean, you can actually go talk to that one person that you're talking to. You know what I mean? You're talking to a congregation of, of, of hundreds or whatever it may be, but yet it's only one person that everybody know. And as soon as you start talking about those certain scriptures or get on that certain topic, everybody do this. Yep. Because they know who you're talking about. And they made it so, you know, it's one of those um, turn to burn type things in the black community. But, you know, um, about how KT said, you know, even growing up, you know, from Bowling Springs Elementary School to Crest Middle, Crest High, I've never, I mean, I've seen, you know, I've heard it in conversation. I've never seen um, that in our, in our area. I've never seen that in our city. I've never seen it in our school. And we knew people that were right. like that, you know what I'm saying? But yet, I didn't see any, any any complaints, any ill will, you know, any type of argument, any fussing, any fighting based on somebody's sexual preference. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, it 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 exists to that certain extent. However, you know, um, I'm I'm just big on respect. So as far as my lifestyle and places that I've been, I've been to drag shows. You know what I mean? Like I, I was in college. My um my mama's godson, you know, he's married to a man. However, you you my friend and you technically like my god brother, um Olin Ergo. Um shout out big bro. And I don't mind saying, hey, he you wanna go to the drag show? I, I got you. I drive. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not gonna let nobody bother him. I'm not gonna let nobody mess with him. Right. And even at the drag show, you know, it was, just, it was just all love. I mean, I may not agree with any of those things, but you know, him as a person, if if kind of like what Kevin it was Kevin Hart that said that I, I don't want my son to be gay, and then he backtracked that statement. But I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, what I mean, if my kids were to become that type of person, you know, I'm gonna love them no less. However, if I were to say I'm gonna stand by my statement, I I would rather them not be, and that's my preference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because right. I know a lot of gays, a lot of people in that community who would tell you if they had to choose, they wouldn't want them to be that way. If they had to choose, they wouldn't want their son to be that way. But it gets to that point. I had a cousin tell me they have never, a cousin tell me to my face, I have never liked women until I got close to right. y'all. I was like, what? So when he made that statement, I was like, oh, because we like women. So he, he started liking women because we like women. But then technically he was just like, but I just didn't care too much for him and I know it's wrong. So later on, t- let's, fast forward 10, 10 years later, he said, I know it's wrong. So I don't want to do that no more because I don't want to go to hell, but I still don't like women, women, you know, but I know I'm not going to be with a man anymore. And, you know, I, I had to respect that, you know, just like now, you know, people just need to mind their business. Basically. And I'm 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 with KT. KT said it summed it up. And my response was was that of course homophobia exists everywhere. Same and honestly, it's not going away. And and and, and nope. my problem is people trying to always, even these quote unquote Force. social media activists and and people who claim they they know yeah. and they're so pro black and stuff even try to blame the biggest problems on the black community. Homophobia is not a black community exclusive thing. It exists within our our community. Absolutely. It's like it exists in every community. 
same way everywhere. as racism. Racism exists world. everywhere and it's yep. not going away. These type of hates world. and prejudice and things like that, it exists everywhere and it's not going away. My problem is, again, them trying to say that, oh, it's a black thing. Oh, homophobic, as if uh, blacks are exclusively homophobic. Black only. Yeah. You know what? Like, one, of my, one of my good friends, he, his family pretty much disowned him. And you know who took him in? The black community. Uh-huh. The black uh, community. Right. That's why when I met him, I was like, hold up now. <laughs> You've been around black people for a while, I can tell. Because there's just something different as yep. far as experiences, references, you know, uh-huh. vernacular, all of that. Yep. Because it, it, it's a cultural thing. And when he had uh, he it was obvious that he had been exposed to a whole lot of it. It was like, oh, hold up now. What, what, what's yep. the deal? What's going on? And he uh-huh. said that, you know, you know, when my family pretty much disowned me, it was black people that made me feel at home. Yep. So yeah, I, I mm. personally know know people who had a very similar situation to where you know, yeah. non-black people who, you know, had that particular, um, who are and living in their truth it, with that, with their lifestyle. And it was black people that, that took them in and, and became their family. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's like, so I posed the question yeah. to this particular social media activist. Um, I was like, is it homophobia in the black community? Although the black community as a whole just not fuck with it. If it's just not something that that they actively, openly, you know, represent, fight for, or advocate. It's like, because for the most part, I would say that our stance is do what you do. It may not be something that I do, but do what you do. Your business is your business. Yeah. And and I think yeah, the problem comfortability, and I, man. And I think the comfortability, problem is man. Not, yeah. don't force and, it and on just, me. As you was about to say, the problem yeah. is don't impose on me. Don't force me to like, accept, practice what you practice. That's cool. I have no problem with you living however you want to live. It's cool. Do what you do. I will not love you no more, no less. I will not respect you no more, no less. Now, I may have my prejudices. Yeah. I will. I may have my opinions, but that doesn't mean I'm going to treat you any type of way. Now, again, does homophobia and does it exist within the community? Absolutely. The same way it exists in a white community, a Hispanic community, an Asian community, or a Middle Eastern community. Like, it exists everywhere. Mm-hmm. But don't sit here and act like, oh, the, the black community has a, an, an exclusive uh, problem with homophobic uh, behavior and ideology across the board. No, we don't. No, we don't. So I asked him, is it homophobia as in phobia, the irrational fear and hate of something? Or is it just something that, I mean, we'll fuck with it, but do what you do. We'll fuck with it. That That's, that's not something that even traditionally that we grew up on, that we come up on. You know, of, most of us, of course, we, we came up through the church. 
And a lot of us, we, we were taught yeah. through the church. And, you know, you may have your opinion, whatever the case may be, but, you know, a lot of the research, okay, I'm going off on a little tangent. We, a lot of us coming through the church, but even those that did not come up through the church, the ideology is still the same. It's cool. It's the, if that's you, that's you. Do what you do. It may not be what I do. It may not be how I live my life or what my preferences may be, but it's, it's just cool. So I had that question. Is it homophobia or do we just not fuck with it? So, of course, I had a bunch of, it, again, it's a bunch of black people. I mean, a bunch of black people that came under my comment. And one dude was like, so let me get this straight. You mean in the black community, some black people don't fuck with other black people because they're gay? And I respond, no, nigga, that's not what I said. I didn't say that at all. And, you know, so I'm, so some chick decides to say something. I say something back. One dude decided he wanted to pop off. I clap back and so on and so forth. Like, I need y'all to be smart. I need y'all to think about this. Go back and it's clear y'all reading comprehension is off. Because mm -hmm. they tried to misconstrue my words to say that I'm saying that we disown and we as a black community collectively dismiss other black people because they're gay. That is not what I said at all. Not what I said at all. My question is, Y'all say, oh, we need to do something about the homophobia within the black community. And I was like, is it homophobia? Do the black community have an irrational hate and fear collectively of LGBTQIA people? Or is that just a practice or lifestyle collectively? It's just something we don't fuck with. And I'm like, and there's a difference. There's a difference. And that does not mean that because I don't fuck with something that I automatically have an irrational hate and this fear or something. There's people I don't fuck with don't mean I, I hate them. There's, there's things I don't fuck with don't, doesn't mean I hate it. You know, so it's like, it's just not my taste. It's just not for me. It's not like, it's yeah. like saying, okay, I don't eat onions. Doesn't mean I hate onions or have an irrational fear. I understand the healthy properties of onions. Doesn't mean, now, of course, though, I'm, I'm not uh, equating the LGBTQIA community to onions, okay, for those who still want to misconstrue words. But it's just a very light example. And oh, man, and so I, I sat there and I was like, okay, I think I may have to reposition my pro-black stance because, like, <laughs> we are, and it's like the brainwash, the influence, y'all are so enamored on homophobia within the black community, colorism, while your child is still dumb as fuck grows up to be shot and killed because they get off into the street. Literacy rates, they, they can't think, read, or write for themselves. We only speak one language. English is our first and dominant language, and we can barely do that right. Education is trash. Crime in our communities is trash. The, the way that we handle money in our, in our financial literacy is trash. Mm -hmm. Our family structure is trash. We, we are struggling all across the board with major issues, but y'all want to get online and talk about colorism and uh, not, not to say these aren't issues that need to be addressed and discussed themselves. But in the grand like, scheme of things, but in the grand scheme of things, I need y'all to focus on. I just need y'all to focus, please. And when I try to provide some sort of focus, I'm a coon. <laughs> I get called a coon so much. And I'm like, me of all people, y'all calling me a coon. <laughs> it's, 
it's it's quite but i can't go to the other side i can't go to the conservative and the republican side because they label me a black supremacist <laughs> i'm a black supremacist because you're so pro-black because they're stupid on that side to where they think that me saying i'm pro-black synonymously means i'm anti-white mm-hmm. and i'm like when did i say i was anti-anything like you know two things can be mm-hmm. true like i want to see the mm-hmm. advancement and the upliftment of my community, the community that y'all pay people like Candace Owens and all these other conservatives to do nothing but stand on TV and shit on black people all day. Like, I want to do something about that, but when I make a stance that I want to do something about that, y'all claim that I'm a black supremacist. What? Oh, you're (laughs) racist. So it's like, you know, I'm I'm pro-black without a home, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm a, I'm a homeless pro black man. That's 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 crazy. That's crazy to me. Um, but that's it, man. That's it. I mean, we, damn, we almost two hours in this thing. Um, yeah, you see me. I'm fading over here. Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, we, we we're gonna go ahead and, and get about it. I, <laughs> I know it's I ain't seen y'all such a long time. I just want to I just want to talk to y'all, man. I just want to talk to y'all. I I miss my family. I miss y'all. I miss y'all. You know. That's it. I missed y'all. <laughs> All right. So, we missed so you look, too. man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm gonna keep working on my uh impressions and accents so you can stop trashing it. So I can come in here and talk like I am from Nigeria. I am from Nigeria. No, come, that is come not and it. talk to me. Come and talk that to is me. Not it. No. No. no? All right, I'm gonna keep working. I would bust out my British. She did. She did cut me off. She said, cut you off like that. She she said that because it's trash. trash. Damn, not trash. (laughs) 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 She said, man, my ass. I ain't even get to finish my my performance. She she just cut the music on and started dancing on the stage. Get your ass out of here. Here you go. Up in the club on a Friday night, looking for some chewies, about to eat them right. Send them chewies my way. Oh, wow. <laughs> they sure look good to me. Or would you please send them my way? Send them chewies my no. way. No, sir. Don't do that ever again, please. If I please. can find the music. Oh, man. I'm about to find the music. What, what is this, though? What is this? <laughs> Send them chewies my way. <laughs> Send the chewies Watch my me. way. <laughs> Send the chewies my way. I'm going to the chews. The chews are calling my name. I'm going to the chews. The chews are calling my name. <laughs> the chewies are calling my name. I can't. Oh my God. Whoa, All right, man. man. Look, we getting up out of here. Chewies are calling. We up out of here, man. Look, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode. This is episode fifty nine. Fifty nine of the Talk My Credo podcast. On behalf of my family, KT, P. Shaw, thank y'all for checking us out again. And until next time, y'all stay fly, stay blessed. The Chewies are calling my name. Chewies. Y'all stay fly, stay blessed. Till no next time, Chewies for you. <laughs> no chewies. No chewies. Right? Next Say day. best on the chewies. <laughs>
I want these chewies. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so next time, chewies.